Alrighty, hello and welcome to the Creecast. Thanks for listening once again. David here as per usual. Um, hopefully you're hearing a little bit better audio quality um, than the last few that I've been doing on my AirPods. I do have a new microphone uh, plugged in, it's just a USB microphone for my computer while I still deal with all the moving and all that stuff. Um, the, stuff the, the usual equipment I've used is in uh, storage and probably going to get moved on as I move over to the US and get myself some new gear. So um, that's the reason, but hopefully this is a little bit better um, than the... Um, uh, the old AirPods have been the last few last few episodes, and I appreciate you sticking by uh, as I, as I move through uh, the process of moving while still recording. So um, yeah, but yeah, hopefully this is all right, and there's not too there's a heater going in the background, and um, a cuckoo clock um, here at my parents that goes off every every so often. Um, doesn't seem to be on the hour. I think it might be running a bit uh, off off time. But um, anyway, it might, the, apart from a little bit of background noise, hopefully this is pretty good. Um, anyway, uh, this is a review. We're going to be talking about the um, Historic first game, uh, first AFL game at um, Aberdeen Oval, which was a wonderful occasion, um, really good to be a part of. Uh, the ladies unfortunately went down in what was a tough fought battle, but are clearly uh, showing some of the, you know, the experience that the Bulldogs have, some of the list, you know, the things that, the detriments that are a part of our list at the moment. Um, just, just little things that we saw on the day that um, led to the Bulldogs um, being able to grind out a win um, and, and kind of dominate in some key areas that uh, helped them along the way. So we'll talk about all that and just talk about the day in general here in this review. So um, yeah, without further ado, let's get into it. So I guess the first thing to talk about um, is just how buzzing Alberton was on this day um, last Saturday. Um, it was obviously a historic occasion. Again, I know I've done this a lot as these firsts have kept on coming. Um, with you know the team being you know players being signed, the team being announced, and then the first game, and then this first game at Alberton, I kept on saying, is these are moments to, these are the moments we live for, and that we um, that we're always going to remember and talk about, and you know talk about where we were, whether we were at the ground or or where we were watching the game. You know we'll all have our own special memory of it. Um, it you know when we realise just the importance of of the moment and the day. And uh, certainly for us, being able to have the opportunity to um, go, you know, have our memberships, which made it very easy to get our tickets, um, and get down to Alberton um, for the day. Uh, we booked in at the Quest down at Port Adelaide, just off the Bergenhead Bridge there, um, to stay afterwards. So we drove down pretty early, um, got down to got down to Port Adelaide around around nine o'clock ish, um, and uh, parked the car down at Quest there, and then grabbed an Uber down to, um, and just let them know we were there, and we'd back, be back later after the match to check in, and um, and grabbed an Uber down to the ground, which was good because we got there early because they did, they did, they were still setting up, they were setting up the gates, and a lot of stuff was getting set up, but we were, there was the opportunity to go into the ground, uh, go into the port store, and um, obviously the gaming room and whatever, um, before they shut off the gates and stuff, and then started funneling people through with uh, to be ticketed in there. So we got in there. Early enough to, to see that the um, the women's Guernseys were on the rack and ready and, and for sale and available, uh, which the the better half loves because she she has been on one and she, she wasn't sure that obviously with, with these being a new Guernseys and stuff we weren't sure on the sizing so we hadn't ordered one online yet uh, for her but she uh, she was able to try them on and find one that uh, find that she was comfortable with and got the old number twenty seven on the back for Gemma Houghton um, which she was really stoked to get and uh, they're, they're a nice clean Guernsey though they are um, they look really good and the numbers on the back look really good um, the 1870 being in the number panel is like a really good a really nice touch um, I wonder if um, I'm sure the men's are going to stay the same but I do like it in the number panel makes it a little bit more visible um, right above the number there um, and yeah they're really nice the cotton on gear for the women um, so far I've been really impressed with I've got a, um, a hoodie the media hoodie that I've been wearing around a bunch, just because it's comfortable, the material's nice, um, fits well. 
Um, and then the polos that they've got as well, which is what I've got. Because I haven't tried on again. I was, I was half tempted to just try on the 2XL in the store and see if that one fits. Because they're, you know, they're more women's cut, but see if they, it's loose enough to kind of fit. Um, but I, I wasn't keen. I just wasn't quite feeling um, brave enough to be um, just to deal with the embarrassment in case the in case it didn't fit. And I was like there, like just awkwardly with the Guernsey half stuck on my head and realizing it's not going to fit and just have people, you know, looking at me funny. So I didn't try it on, but. Um, I did see um, a younger lad there who was obviously a little bit, um, a little bit on the um, skinnier than me, um, who was wearing one. So there's uh, there's um, guys out there buying them, which is good and supporting the team. Um, but yeah, there's a, they were in there and we were able to get get in there early. And I thought it was nice and quiet. There was a few people floating around already, but um, it was quiet enough. We got in there, bought that, um, and then floated on into the gaming room because the wife had five dollars in her pocket and she was like oh let's just see what we can do with this that didn't last long but i bet safely on the bar and bought myself a stout and we went and sat in the there's a little alco so there's a little connecting room that goes into the the old bob the mclean bar downstairs that's still there um it's obviously accessible in the game days so it was in there a bit later um we'll get to that um but there was a couple of blokes in there. Um, Roscoe was one of them, and we met him. And had just had one of those nice chats with a couple of people you've never met, but we just have a chat about life. He travelled to the US a bit. We obviously have got a better half being from there. Me haven't spent a bit of time there. We just chatted about memories of the US, different places, and um, just one of those good chats that reminds you of the great community. And one of those things that made me think about how good it is of a com- the, having a community club home like this that's been there for so long that so many people just call home you know those people the people that work in the bar were saying g'day mate to him as he's wandering through and a few other people flowed through and said oh g'day, g'day you know and people just talking and it's like you know family catching up friends catching up all the time people just seeing each other hugging each other saying g'day how are you and um that's why it's so we're so lucky as a club to have the proud obviously the proud history on the field and everything we've done on the field is a significant part of it but the fact we've fostered this um, wonderful community in this club and this place alberton that's been there for 142 years as our home um we've fostered just such a wonderful um sense of community and cult- community and culture there so it's been it was really cool just to have that little snippet of it in our day you know it was half an hour we we're sitting there they were having a coffee i was having my uh, t- uh quarter past 10 in the morning stout um breakfast otherwise as as it's otherwise known um for me at times no, that makes me sound like an alcoholic. Which I did have one of the, one of the um, very popular crow troll accounts. Um, one of the dickheads on the, just saying, "Oh, look at you, typical power scum, feeding bogies and drinking in the morning." I was like, "Dude, it's game day." I'm like, um, anyway, um, that's, that's not, not paid no more mind to that. But um, yeah, it was just a wonderful you know morning to be there and take all that in, and you know just the sense of sense of occasion building at that point already and then after that we wandered out and thought there was a line building already and thought we'll just get into line here and we were probably uh we were in the first 10 people in the line there at the main gate um waited for about 40 minutes until the gates opened which by then the line had significantly built um quite large wrapping around wrapping around the corner and lots of excitement there and it was around that time that i saw the tweet um probably around 11 o'clock that the game had indeed sold out there were no more tickets to become to come available which is a a massive thing it was really cool to be able to say that's our first game at Alberton was a sellout as well um and yeah it was cool to just be a part even in line you could see the people excited talking about the game um some of the girls that weren't part of the match day squad were wandering out to their cars um having probably been in for a bit of a uh you know morning morning light run or whatever and um, they were wandering past and a few, you know, getting a little away from the play, uh, from the fans waiting there in line. And then uh, Koshi turned up with his wife and grandkids, I believe it was. Um, 
and they kind of said hello to a few fans there and signed a few signed a few things and took a couple of photographs and they wandered in and you know it was just the sense of occasion was building um and then yeah the, the gates got opened and and we were uh, and we were let in and um geez that was wonderful just to enter the gates and get the t-shirt and we're in the t-shirt right now the her story in the making and just walking out um over like so anyone that's been to alberton you kind of what the gate that what they didn't use the russell Hebert gate obviously they had a bit of a different setup for a proper afl event and um, i guess it wasn't going to work with the ebit gate with how they were doing it so it was like they had the kind of car park cordoned off and fenced off there in front of the port store and the and the gaming room area and all that stuff that main entrance to the club and um a food truck set up there we got a, a great some great buddhia um from one place um and it was it was delicious just delicious uh, from a taco taco van there which i've got to look it up i've got a photo on my phone and um give them a give them an old five-star review on um and let them know that their work was appreciated on the day um but yeah walking past the food trucks and then out past behind where the russell Ebert gate was and over the kind of over the small crest there and just looking out onto the oval where there's a bit of music playing in the background people were starting to we were one of the first ones in there so we kind of got a brief moment of real quiet before people just started flowing in and flowing in and grabbing their seats and we grabbed a seat pretty quickly on the fence there for the better half with her um only eight days from reconstruction knee um to sit down and make sure she had a good vantage spot without having to worry about her knee um so we got that and um just taking it in was a wonderful moment um Taking in the the paint on the field that we reckon that represented an AFL field, um, and everything just just it was amazing to look around. Obviously, the new, the brand new, beautiful looking, you know, clear see through benches they're building there. Because last time we'd been down there, probably a three, well, probably a month ago, they still had a lot of this area cordoned off where the benches and the the, the you know, coaches boxes and all that was still um, finishing construction there. So really, just taking all that in. Seeing the updates they'd done there while retaining the heritage and old school feel of Alberton while really updating it as well, it was really cool to see. And um, yeah, just a moment in, in, in the early quiet before everyone started flooding in really and the, the atmosphere really started building, just to take it all in was such a special moment for me as a fan. And I, I will forever, and that's the kind of things that making these little memories, I made sure to just take it in a little bit and just enjoy it and embrace the moment and just seeing Alberton in that in you know after all these years of history to see it in this um with an AFL game you know the Fox Sports cameras were starting to get set up for an interview um Arnell Lauren the coach Lauren Arnell got interviewed literally um with an arms reach of us right in front of us over the fence and just seeing that kind of stuff happening on our you know there was, I think it was Kath Durkin was the white person interviewing her in front of us and it's just like you know these national Fox Sports Interviews happening right in front of us on Albert and Oval. It's just a wonderful moment to experience. So I'm going to take a quick break here and then we'll get to more of the um, the build-up and then the game here and review the game a little bit. The wonderful thing um, about the day, um, as this build-up continued, I think, um, and I will really commend the Albert and crowd um, for recognising the moments to really um, make the ladies these wonderful women playing for our club uh feel so um just feel the the enormity of the occasion uh when they came out for their for their warm-up big applause from the decent crowd that was already in at that point um because there were still people i think people took a, like went the lines took a little while to get in but there's still a fair crowd when they came out um for that and just lot, like a real good atmosphere of people part, like you know enjoying the moment and and just getting in getting around it um and then when they went off the field, there was more applause, obviously, um, for that. And then I think it was such a the, the build of 
the build for when the players were to come out actually in their kit ready to go and a team entry for the for the day geez people were on their feet for a while like um once the guard you know the, the banner people went out the the cheer squad went out to set up their banner um that got a little bit there was a little bit of a rip to that when it went up but um well done to all involved you know the weather was weird weather day it came in raining uh pretty decently would maybe for five ten minutes and the sun would come out and be really warm and then the rain would come again and be windy and so um yeah but the banner still looked great uh, despite that we could um, read it and all that and it was truly was um a great thing um but yeah they the, when the benefit the cheer squad went out to see, um, get ready with the banner and then um past and present um afl men's players um including of course greg phillips um aaron's uh, dad and um, there was Daryl Poole out there, Daryl Wakeland, uh, Rockliffe and Brad Ebert were out there, Boke, Todd Marshall, Kane Farrell. Um, I'm trying to think. There's, there's more that I'm probably going to be forgetting at the moment. I think Scott Hodges was there somewhere too from what I, I saw. I didn't actually see him personally, but um, certainly saw Wakeland and Poole and a few, uh, a few of those others out there. I'm sure I'm forgetting forgetting some, and I'd look at the picture again. But, yeah, it was good to see the boys that are here. I went out to support and some of the you know pretty recently retired players like Rocky and Ebert. Um, but yeah, like the likes, like likes of um, Boke and uh, Wines was there as well. He was on crutches and a moon boot from his little um, little uh, procedure he's had just to get ready for preseason and the new season. But um, yeah, no, there's lots of our big boys out there and um, um, giving the women the um, the uh, credit they deserve and the and the real um, royal entry, uh, so to speak, for their first uh, appearance at Alberton. Um, and we really were up on our feet for a while. Like as they as they was getting lined up, and we knew they were coming. The whole whole of Alberton kind of stood, and it was really weird. There was a excited hush, and I guess everyone knows what that means. We've heard of like you know excited hushes that you know when people expect expecting of something. But there was a real people were you know chatting quietly amongst themselves. But most people you can't tell half their eyes were just watching because they didn't want to miss the moment that they entered the field and. And it was so so wonderful when they finally did. Um, you know, we saw the first one start coming out of that race, the old race, um, the traditional race there at Alberton, running past the unbeatable out Alberton, uh, painting on the wall there, and then um, out onto the field and through the banner and um, fireworks and the same. You know, the same kind of entry that they get at Adelaide Oval um, was here for them there as well. And I think that was really just a wonderful thing um, for them to be able to experience that and um, and get that kind of welcome. And then, of course, never tear us apart. Um, I'm so glad they're continuing this tradition for the AFLW women because I think it was really uh, is such a wonderful, unique thing. And I think a lot of them would have been secretly, hope, maybe wondering and hoping. And you could see, I kind of, I kind of took a look across the oval. I think who was it? Was it? I think it might have been. I'm trying to think. It was Maggie McLaughlin who it was um, with her arm up in the air, like looking at the crowd, and, and you could see they were taking it in and really enjoying it. And um, I think that was a really special thing, and hopefully it's something that they continue to get a buzz off of and a real, uh, real kickstart into them for for games um, as we go forward, and just they find that their own, you know, enjoy the tradition in, um, for themselves as well, and really get a start getting a, a rhythm to the day, the game day for them. Now they've experienced it for, for the first time, a rhythm to the game day, getting excited and g'd up for it, and getting your body ready for it. I think it's a wonderful thing that they get to take part in it. So yeah, just a wonderful wonderful day to be a part of as far as that build-up goes um but yeah now that I've, I've gotten 15 minutes in here and we haven't even talked about footy yet i might as well just get my get my notes here together and we'll start talking about how the game went down all right so this game um the western bulldogs i said in my preview um they're a team that uh that obviously have a lot more experience in this league um being one of the foundation members i think i think they won the premiership in the second year of it um anyway um, none of these things are excuses or anything. You know, we're never trying to make excuses. We just try to outline the kind of playing field that we're on. 
um, and kind of, kind of outline some of the mitigating factors that can, especially with a team that has been together for such a short amount of time. Obviously, the history of how this AFLW season, this second season taking place in the year of 2022, um, is pretty well documented as far as some of the the criticisms it had with just how short a period of time some of these new teams would have to get to know each other. And certainly in this game, um, you could really see, again, the lack of connectivity that our team has at times. Um, and it's not so much the skills to be able to connect, it's more the confidence in each other. They just don't know each other well enough. And there's little things you can see, they try little handball chains or they're kind of, sometimes they've got the ball, they're gathering the ball and they're looking for someone where they think someone might be and it's just not quite there. And um, I think that's just something that we're going to be dealing with for a bit this season as we get as these as these players get used to each other and we start finding some form as a team and finding out who we are and who everyone is. Um, and that was really just the main factor in this one for me between the two teams. Um, Western Bulldogs was just dominant. Um, th- this was one of the main factors. Sorry, there is another one I'll get to. Um, well, a couple really. Um, and probably the second one I'll get to in a moment is the big one for me. Um, but. Uh, yeah, just on the on the fact of just basic connectivity as teams, um, there's there's something to be said for teams that've been been together for years. Even if you know certain parts of them change, the overall uh, functionality of the team is there um, between you know senior players and ones that have been there for a bit of time, and ones that can have the confidence of knowing what's going on when new players come in, they can fit them in very quickly, um, and those things kind of happen. Whereas with this team, with Port, it's just all completely new. So. That was a major factor for me um, in in the day and the way the day went. Um, actually, I'll get to the main one in at third, but I'll just say adjacent to that was also um, just a lot more comp- the contested ball. And at Port's intent, our intent and our um, effort was uh, commendable again, just like it was in week one. There is a there is a brand of footy that Lauren Arnell is obviously uh, trying to dictate um, to the to the girls, and it, and it's really that's the one thing that we can really like kind of probably you know the foundation of Port Adelaide, any Port Adelaide team should be this effort and hardness at the ball. Um, so that was really good to see. I'm still seeing that. But we did lose the contested ball, um, which was just, I think, just they're, they're such a good team as well. And I think there was what the effort was there and all that stuff. It's just we still were just being beaten by a better team and that was the big part of it. So um, that was a really big thing for me and just how the game went down was just you could really see and even more so than against west coast last week unfortunately west coast we should probably should have won if we hadn't run out of gas at the end this game was more or less the bulldogs were on top of us from the start and we had some periods of time where and you could see there was periods of time when it was get locked in our forward half and we try and, and you know aaron phillips had a couple of shots at goal which geez alvin and rose and would have lot the top would have gone off if she kicked one of those and we could have got back tied, but that we would have been lucky to be back tied with the amount of opportunities the doggies had spurned. Um, but yeah, you could just see that there was always a shift. There was always a tide against us in this game, and it was very hard to rest back. So that was the big one. Now I just got to. I just got to. I actually had the stat up, and it's just disappeared on me. So I'm going to um, take a quick break, and it's the big one for me on the day, and something that I think we'll see a bit this season, depending on the, the matchups. But I'll just get this. Um, take a quick break and get this stat up, and really and dive into it a little bit. All right, so the big one for me, um, I've just had to do a count back of the team, the stats because they didn't actually have marks I couldn't find in a team stat sheet anywhere. I might maybe just not finding the right place to look up um, in-depth AFLW stats yet. I'm just on the AFLW website, and they've got the team stats, and they've got marks inside 50, which isn't great reading either. It's five to the Western Bulldogs way to one hours. Um, but the overall, and I had to count do through the individual player stats, and I've done it quickly again here, so my apologies if it's wrong. I'm just counting each individual player's marks uh, in the stats. And 
And it's something that I noticed on the day, and I caught up with um, a friend of the pod, Jamie, um, great bloke um, and a great Port fan. Um, he was on the actually very close, standing with a couple of his mates, very close to where we were. So I popped back, made sure the, the better half was obviously well situated, and mate popped back and had a couple of uh, froffies with him across the game. And um, we were saying, talking to each other, and we just I said to him at one point, probably midway through the third quarter, maybe um, at some point in that time. Uh, after we got a fair feel for the game and kind of started feeling like it was going, I think it was probably when yeah, we, we had a little period of time when we had it locked in our forward half and then they got out. And every time they got out, they just took a mark. And it was they'd be in decent one-on-one contests and you'd think we... But every marking contest, they always seemed to have the height advantage and it seemed across the board a height advantage. And it's something that's been talked about with Port um, and our, our recruiting. And it's not not me knocking the recruiting. It's just that we've we've gone after a pretty good set of players. But there's been one thing that's kind of kind of uh, summed them up a bit is there is a bit of a, a smallness to the overall size of the team. And it's something that we've you can I think we could um, with a bit more connect again the connectivity thing. This is a team that's battling pretty hard for for that kind of detriment to the just just as far as size goes and making it tough on other teams and maybe when things start getting going better it may actually result in results um, despite this size disadvantage but on the day with how um, obviously new this team is and everything getting used to the size advantage really was a, a death knell to the opportunities on the day because you could see just every, and and sorry I started talking about the marks and didn't actually say but the marking differential I think I, I counted through a couple of times and I get 56 marks uh, for the Western Bulldogs are just 29 for us so they've almost doubled our marking output throughout the game and that was really just where it was won and lost for me they could get our defense and they could take a couple marks down the line and, and get down and take a mark and you know not a whole lot of marks inside 50 but five to one still you know it's literally a five to one advantage um, and really disappointing in our end that we could only get one mark inside 50 for the entire day um, but that was really where it was won and lost for me. They just had a size advantage, and they knew it. I think they they were they were finding the matchups and and getting one on ones, and then they were getting. The other thing was that they were just they were, because of how again more together as a team they are. They were finding, they were breaking out and getting and getting uncontested marks. You know, just when they were moving forward, they were kind of moving and and finding the pockets of space, and we just couldn't go with them. We were just you, you could see there was a little bit of that disconnectivity seeping into ours and, and people weren't going I saw I remember seeing Aaron Phillips at one point shouting really um, demonstrable not not just in a you know as a captain does you're trying to get something you're, something's not going right you're shouting so not I don't mean demonstratively in a negative way it's just she was being quite um, aggressive in her tone and as as a captain's um, want to do and is um, and anyone in a senior position on a footy field should be doing that kind of thing and you could just see there was a little bit of that in the team and again this is just stuff that comes from a new team and, and especially how young this team is overall both in games experience and, and as well as time together um, and it's just that's just where it was won and lost for me um, it's very simple uh, it's a very simple thing but um, uh, that that did also then blend into you know the contested possession being lost 184 and you know we were up on tackles a bit and but yeah the hit outs 37 to 20 again that's a, a size disadvantage there as well um clearance is pretty even despite that but yeah it was just the inside 50s 33 to 14 as well and just um we just uh, we we just didn't go with them um the, you know they, they just completely controlled the ball our disposals overall was 230 to 154 we just didn't get enough of the ball they could get them when they got the ball they could move it better and quicker and find the pockets of space and obviously the size advantage and all that kind of stuff and it just led to led to a game that we just couldn't couldn't get the job done um and that's really just it's a real good um after the you know the west the west coast game you could sent there was a t- uh, 
there's a sense of grievance that we maybe should have deserved the result there. Um, and, you know, not taking nothing away from West Coast and how they came back and took advantage of the, the, the fortune that happened in the last quarter with a few things happening. But, um, you know, we, um, in this game, I think we got we did get um, a little bit of a footy lesson in how where the AFLW is at at the moment um, in its uh, fifth, sixth, no, this is season seven, sorry. Yeah, um, we just got a bit of a lesson in, in that sense. And, um, you know... That's going to come. That's, there's going to be some humbling lessons in this in this season, and um, certainly against a team that's a decent side like the doggies are. Um, they're two and zero now um, with that result. Um, you know, those, these kind of things are going to happen. We've got to expect it. It's part of the journey. Um, you know, I said in the first week with my long Instagram post about enjoying the first. I said there's going to be ups and downs, and there's going to be heartbreak. Every you know, every bit of um, every good feeling that we have, hopefully in the future, is going to be met. There's going to coincide with a feeling of heartbreak at some point in the past and certainly there'll be more in the future it's the inevitability of being a sports fan is that there's always going to be more heartbreak in the future um as well as hopefully some some highs but the guarantees unfortunately as a sports fan is there's always going to be heartbreak um and you know a game like this you know some you know say you'd love to think that destiny was on our side you know the first game at albert and all that kind of stuff a win just was on the cards but that's the reality of sports and we've got to take take them um but beyond that um besides that it was um it's still a great day to be a part of. Um, I'm really happy to be a part of it. So I'm going to take another quick break here and then uh, and wrap this up and just kind of wrap it up in a in a positive note after being a little bit, uh, you know, critical about how the game went. But, the, yeah, these things happen. That's just part of it. Part of the journey. We've got to live it. All right, so like I said, some positives to finish up on. Um, Gemma Houghton, again, making history. She not only kicked the first goal in our club's history in a game um, in a game of competitive points for the AFL, but again at, at Alberton. Unfortunately, our only goal of the day. But she kicked it after a quick little nice little crumb and snap there close to the, close to the goal. So um, she's certainly making her mark early and um, is going to be a, a really champion player for us for a while. And um, she looks to be loving life at Port. Um, certainly going to be loving it once we start getting a bit more connectivity and a bit more ball down, a useful ball down to her feet to use and start maybe kicking a, kicking, kicking a couple of bags. But um, really good to see Gemma Houghton on the scoreboard again. Um, the other, you know, there's some great performances from a few. Um, Ebony O'Day's um, marking in the back, just great to see. Um, Phillips started getting a bit more of the ball in this one as well, despite it being a game that was going against her and a bit of a tag on her as well. Um, and then the one that's really caught my eye this week, um, uh, Hannah Ewings, I think, um, starting to. She's still, you know, ball use still. I, I said I loved her kick when I saw her in the trial match. She's still um, got to find a bit, like just a few of them. You can tell they're just pulling their kicks a little bit. Of, anyway, Hannah Ewings starting to look, look to get a, a little bit more in there and um, get a real, real good look at the ball. And um, the one that I really loved um, was Emily Borg. Um, she was the one that I really caught my eye on the day. Just um, really. Good presence in defense. One of the taller players, obviously, so we um, very needed back there as well. But um, she was really looking good as well. So one to keep an eye on. Um, I love that she she um, wears the she's got the hair tie in her hair, so very easy to spot out there as well. And um, she was in um, you know real buzzing at the end. You could just see that she's loving her footy um, early at Port Adelaide, so that's good. Um, and after the game, I'll say the other real big positive thing as a wrap up here. Great to see, and I love a footy crowd that appreciates and understands the moment and what's going on and appreciates effort and understands that despite, you know, winning and losing and stuff like that, um, again, like the Creed said, you know, there's honour and there can be honour in losing if um, all, you know, effort is expended on the field and yada, yada, yada. Um, that was there on the day and um, with the, you know, Port players, you know, walking off pretty dejected, the crowd, you know, the Abaddon crowd really rose and gave them a real good round of applause and, and kind of showed that we're we're here for the journey, and uh, we understand the journey they're on, and um, and all we're looking for is to make sure that the effort's out there and the results will come. So, 
that was really good to see and it really a little bit tingles again in a moment um, as it happened um, seeing um, the crowd rise like that so that was a really good way to finish um, the, the players got out and about afterwards there was kicking a catch on the field afterwards and the players are out and about um, signing autographs on the fence there early on there as well before the kicking a catch was it happened and um, the better half was pretty stoked to get uh, she got Henna Ewing's signature on a, on a, on a trading card uh, which didn't turn out too well but um, that's you know, I still appreciate the effort but she got she had Emily Borg's badge on and got a really nice signature on the badge which looks really good so she did well there. She was really stoked with that and a good little bit of memorabilia there. And it's good to see the players getting around the fans that are there and all that stuff. So, um, yeah, a great day out at Alberton. We um, had a few pints and uh, went back to Port Adelaide and had a few more pints at the um, Port Admiral. We had a steak and um, enjoyed the night and then back in the hotel room nice and responsibly early. There's the, there's the clock going off in the background at about 6 past 10, so don't know what's going on with that thing. Anyway, um, yeah, I'll wrap this up. But, yeah, it was a great day to be a part of. Obviously, again, the results are going to come. It was frustrating in that sense, but um, the history, the the history in the making, and the and the day it was was just a wonderful thing to be a part of. So um, yeah, going forward, uh, it's going to be just going to be really interesting to see where the first win comes from. And obviously, this week we have Carlton coming up um, in in Melbourne. So there's the next opportunity for the first win, which again is going to be the next of, in a, in the series of firsts um, for this club. So it's really exciting to be looking forward to that. So I'll get a preview out in a few days and. Otherwise, um, let's keep keep um, you know barracking for these girls and get them over the line for their first win and a, and a few more to go before the end of the season, hopefully. So, um, yeah, can the pair. Um, it's really exciting to be a part of it. I'm loving doing this and loving being a part of it. So, yeah, cheers for listening. As always, can the pair.